Thank you for downloading the Barbecue Central Show. Maybe you're listening to this now because you missed the live version Tuesdays from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Show is brought to you by these sponsors, which I am extremely grateful for. The Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic temperature control devices. Their website, thebbqguru.com. Big Papa Smokers, creators of some of the best rubs out there and retailer of many different grills and barbecue products. Their website, bigpapasmokers.com. Butcher's Barbecue, creators of injections, rubs, and seasonings. Their website, butchersbbq.com. Green Mountain Grills, some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. And their website is greenmountaingrills.com. Also by Cookshack, some of the best industrial electric smokers out there today. Also pellet cookers as well. Their website is cookshack.com. Cookinpellets.com. If you want to fire those pellet cookers that I just talked about, visit cookinpellets.com to buy your pellets right now. Also by the Chops Power Injector. Forget about using one needle to inject your meats. The Chops Power Injector system has four needles for your injecting pleasure. You can visit them at barbecuekansascity.com. That's B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E, KansasCity.com. And by the Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour, you can visit kcbs.us slash samstour for results, to register your team, or to see where the next event will be taking place. And by Pit Barrel Cooker, one of the most unique and efficient cookers out there in the market right now. Visit their website at pitbarrelcooker.com. And by Unknown Barbecue Accessories. You can visit them at unknownbbq.com slash shop. This is Dominion from Two Loose Screws. I'm listening to Barbecue Central. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike your match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. All right, good evening, and welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening. If you want to jump in on the show tonight... I'm more than happy to have you do it. It's a phone call, 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, if you would care to, greg at com. And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter. Coming up in about 13 minutes from now, of course, we all know it is the second Tuesday of the month. Now, my ears are driving me up the wall, but, I mean, they're there. I just got to trust those ears. I uh, start again. It is the second Tuesday of the month, so you know that my second Tuesday of the month regular scheduled guest is going to stop by for not one, but two segments, as he usually does. The creator of AmazingRibs.com, Meathead Goldwyn, will be joining us. 
And here's the topics that we're going to be, or topic that we're going to be going over with Meathead tonight. I think a lot of peripheral discussion has taken place between us in regards to water and smoke and meat. But I don't know if we've had a in-depth analysis of those three things over the course of an interview segment or two. Now, uh, because of water, I would imagine that we might be dipping into sous vide as well. And then if I am somehow able to bait him into bringing on the conversation of is sous vide, there seems to be a groundswell of interest in taking a sous vide machine or one of those handheld uh, motorboat looking type deals and dropping in a pork butt or a brisket or a slab of ribs or something along those lines uh, into the sous vide first and then bringing up to X point and then taking it out of the sous vide bag and dropping it into the smoker or grill at that point. And I think there is a conversation, not necessarily for the grilling thing. I actually find the value of sous vide in the grilling, but barbecue seems to be, for whatever reason, completely absurd in my book. So I'm there's no way I did that. Shame on me. Let me get back to what I was saying. Uh, there seems to be no reason that you would want to mix sous vide and barbecue. Sous vide grilling, I can see sous vide barbecue. No. So I might be able to bait him into that conversation. We'll see how it's going. Diane Mee is killing it already with high comedy, and I'm not even going to repeat what she said. Watch out. So Meathead Goldwyn in the first hour. Then in the second hour, a guy who, if you are just a foodie in general, the name will ring bells of seismic and gargantuan proportions. Maybe you've heard of the website SeriousEats.com or his side project called The Food Lab. None other than Kenji Lopez-Alt will be joining me on the show. Wow. And I do have him planned, whether he knows it or not, for uh, no less than two segments as well. I think there is a very steeped background that we can get into. Maybe not into the proverbial weeds of weeds, but enough to kind of get that background. And then, depending on what time we have left after we get up and running on how Serious Eats is and where the food lab is, I might be able to take him to task. He could be like the new version of Meathead in regards to taking on debates and seeing where everybody comes out. It's been widely alerted to me over the last 48 hours that Kenji has a different take on food altogether. So I might want to be ready with my uh, takes on my own and then be able to not challenge him so crazy, but uh, we'll be able to have a spirited debate on a few things. And uh, lest anyone think he's the expert, I'm the idiot. So I will argue the idiot's point of view if you're so inclined. All right, everybody, the show is live on the air, so let everybody know where they can find the show. At the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com, at the longtime video syndication partner of this show, outdoorcookingchannel.com slash watch dash now, or you can get it on the IP television stuff that's Roku or the like. Just go to the website. I'm sorry, just go to the app store on your IP television platform. Look for Outdoor Cooking Channel. If they have it, download it. 
And then you can watch the live stream right from the comfort of your smart tablets, your connected devices, or better yet, your big screen televisions. I mean, that's wonderful. All right, here it is. Email coming in from David Brosiner. And he writes, Greg, I look forward to your interview with Kenji. He has a different take on cooking than most, and his book is a great resource. Here's the best part of the email from David. The first time I ever called into your show was election night 2008. How fast the last eight years have gone. Agreed. Wow. Eight years later, we are in the midst of electing a brand new president. Democrat, Democrat, Republican, or third party. Uh, I mean, not really the third party. Like That never happens. But they're up and running. They're vying for that position. If you're on the West Coast and you're looking for something else that is on the table, I am effective immediately announcing my candidacy for the President of the United States. Write me in. I know a lot of smart people. I'm a good talker. I can read off of monitors. I'm quick on my feet. I can think off the top of my head. I can construct sentences very well. I don't sound like too much of an asshole all the time. But I could if I wanted to, if the situation would warrant. So if you're West Coast and you're struggling to find some good in the presidential ballot and you're trying to think of somebody legitimate to write in, I'm your guy. Write me in. Let's see how many votes we can get me. If I can't get into the Barbecue Hall of Fame, I might as well be your next most reasonable option for President of the United States. I know a lot of you were wondering uh, last week, and by the way, last week, way more tough to do the show in the midst of Game 6 of the World Series that we ended up pooping away. Great season, though. Then it is tonight uh, during the presidential election. I mean, I think everybody's just racing to the show to get away from it. Actually, as I look online at these numbers, uh, it seems people are more interested in the uh, in the country's presidential outcome. That's not good. Those numbers suck. Thanks to everybody listening. You You people have really manned up and said, screw the country. We are all about barbecue. I dig that. Obviously, I do. I'm hosting the show right now. Meathead obviously doesn't care about the outcome of the country. And neither does Kenji. Or maybe he's on the West Coast and he just has the time to burn. I think that might be what it is. But I can tell you this. A week removed from losing the World Series. By the way, 3-1 to lead. And the biggest issue has nothing to do with the teams themselves. And it has everything to do with the Cleveland Indians brass, specifically the ticketing. Here's the deal. I don't know if anybody realized this. In Game 7, I didn't really notice so much in Game 6, but in Game 7, it sounded like the Chicago Cubs were at a freaking home game in Wrigley Field, and that's because if you were a season's ticket holder for the Cleveland Indians, not only did you get the opportunity to get, let's say you had four, the Cleveland Indians gave eight additional tickets, giving you 12 If you only have four, what do you need eight more for? Of course you're going to go sell those. You know you can go kill it on the black market, and Chicago fans are going to pay every red fin gilder that you are asking. 
scalping them for it. They're glad to do it, and they did it. To the tune of, from reports that I was hearing, 75% Cubs fans inside of Progressive Field. We can't have that. Are you afraid that the World Series tickets aren't going to sell? The plus eight tickets has got to go next year. That's got to go next week. That was brutal to watch and listen to. That should never happen again. Because we're coming back next year. Book it. All right, folks. Cookshack manufactures smoker ovens for barbecue lovers with any amount of experience. Whether you're barbecuing in the backyard like me or in the competition circuit or in a five-star dining facility, Cookshack has the unit that will do the job and with a full line of barbecue sauces, spices, pellets, and wood chunks, it's the perfect one-stop shop. Cookshack strives to be your barbecue resource center by offering cooking classes, online recipes, how-to videos, Two blogs, Smoke and Grilling 101s, and a video cooking classroom. Check out their website, cookshack.com, or follow them on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, or Google+. Get advice or share your passion for barbecue on their world-class barbecue forum. Cookshack pellet-fired smokers are the choice of champs because they were designed by a champ, Ed Fast Eddie Morin. The FEC 100 and PG 1000 are always customer favorites. The PG-1000 can double as a smoker and a grill, low and slow or hot and fast. A pellet grill line gives you the most for your money. Cookshack Residential Electric Smokers are the number one smoker in the industry. High quality means high durability and versatility. Anything you can cook in your oven, you can make in a Cookshack. Passion and dedication drives Cookshack's manufacturing with quality always being at the forefront. Get the best in barbecue since 1962. Call 800 423 0698. That's 800 423 0698. Or visit their website, cookshack.com. C O O K Shack, cookshack.com. All right, here we go. Meathead Goldwyn coming up out of the break for the next two. In the second hour, Kenji Lopez Alt. Your phone calls and emails, 216 2200 Greg at the BBQ Meathead has emailed me during the open and said that for whatever reason he's uh, having issues getting into the chat room, so you might not see him there, but that doesn't mean he's not watching and wishing he could answer questions during hiatus of break and in between segments and all that good stuff. But we will return with The Meathead from AmazingRibs.com right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. 
All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Your ways to get in touch with me should you see fit. And this portion of the show being brought to you by Green Mountain Grills. Manufacturers, some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. If you're looking for something big to house a lot of meat, they got one for you. Medium size, they can accommodate that as well. How about something to take on tailgates? We're headlong into tailgate season. You visit GreenMountainGrills.com, check out what they have to offer, and they can outfit you with what you will need. Also, they can supply pellets to fire those cookers as well. GreenMountainGrills.com, check it out. I love my Green Mountain Grill. You can love yours, too. All right, second Tuesday of the month means the creator of the most heavily trafficked barbecue and grilling website ever on the face of the earth, and my buddy, Meathead Goldwyn, joining us here on the show. Meathead, how are you, buddy? Hello, Centralites, and uh, how is the Cleveland Cavalier barbecue? Well, we are uh, freshly into a new season and in hopes of repeating. Let me ask you something, Meathead, if we're talking about basketball here. Are you ecstatic that Dwayne Wade has made it to the Windy City, or would you like to have had him about 15 years ago when he was 20 instead of 79 years old and a broken-down former shell of a man? Yeah, we're going to wait and see about that. Uh, uh, the Bulls are uh, on hard times lately. We'll see if he and Rondo and a few others can bring him back. Uh, I, I wouldn't uh, worry at all in Cleveland if I were you. No, we're, uh, we're steadily holding our breath as we usually do. All right, Meathead, so uh, we have you for the normal two segments uh, as we do each and every Tuesday I'm sorry, each and every second Tuesday. I wish every Tuesday of the month, uh, but uh, every second Tuesday of the month. So tonight's topic is something that I guess maybe we haven't covered in-depthly before. We've hit on both of the topic, uh, topic items, but never really addressed them like as a whole or together, if you will. So it's called uh, Water and Fire or Fire and Water, or if, I don't know if you can say it wrong one way or the other, but really... Two major components of this whole thing that we love about live fire cooking. Yeah, um, we've talked about sous vide only in passing before um, because it's really a form of reverse sear, which I know we've talked about at length. Yeah. Um, but um, it's really evolving. Um, and when you combine sous vide, which is cooking in a water bath, with grilling or smoking, um, you get something really special, and it really works, and it's really interesting. And the sous vide technology has been progressing so that it gets easier and easier, and the price points are coming down. I think a lot of your listeners are going to find a sous vide device uh, under their holiday tree or menorah or whatever this year. Um, it's going to be... Um, I think it's going to be the uh, the hot new thing for next year. Now, of course, it's a good question. Is this the coming of the fondue set, and will it be a flash <laughs> in the pan? I still have my fondue set from my wedding 43 years ago. Congratulations. Or, <laughs> yeah. Or is this going to be like the crock pot, which has sputtered along and endured and still finds use? Or is this going to be something we use on a regular basis? I think it's an interesting question. I do know that I've been playing with um, sous vide to grill and to smoker and coming up with some really, really nice food. Uh, here's what I think on that whole high-level situation that you just talked about. 
I think that the idea of sous vide is really good. I think that the cost continues to come down. I guess where I find a potential issue is now more and more you're seeing what I would call the uh, the hand immersion blender style sous vide items. So you have to have, that's it right there. You hang it off the side of some rather large uh, water holding convenience, and then you set the temperature on that, and then it circulates the water. Something, I mean, that's how it works, right, for those things? Yeah, um, you know, it's about the size of your microphone there. Uh, um, nice well, so, new mic, by the way. Thank you. Um, sounds good, too. You sound really uh, like a, well, you always sound like a pro, but you sound <laughs> very polished there. Thank you. Um, okay, let's, for those who are not initiated, and, and I I talk about it occasionally when, now that I've been on the the uh, book promotion tour, and um, I'm, I'm surprised to hear how many people don't know what it is or have never heard of it. So let's do the quick um, thumbnail. Sous vide was invented by a French scientist in the 1970s, and um, it's a technique. You, 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 in short, you take a piece of meat or vegetable and you put it in a plastic bag. Now, you used to have to use a vacuum sealer to suck the air out because you want the water, you're going to put it in a hot water bath, you want the water to be in contact with the plastic and the plastic in contact with the meat so the meat is um, right in touch with the heating medium. But um, if you just use a Ziploc bag and slide it into a big pot full of water, the water will press out all the air. Uh, It's called Archimedes' Principle. And uh, you can get the bag pretty well close to air-free. You zip it up, and you're done. So you don't need a vacuum sealer anymore. And that was an impediment for me when I first started experimenting with it. Sure. Because the first sous vide machine I had was like a big bread box. That's what I have. And it had a heating element in it. And then I had to have the vacuum sealer next to it, which ate up a lot of counter space and got me in trouble with the boss. And then I had to have special bags. Now you don't need the vacuum sealer. You can use Ziploc bags, and you can use any old pot. And uh, I've got here what I think is the state of the art. This is my favorite new toy. Uh, It's from a company in Seattle called Chef Steps, and it's the Joule, J-O-U-L-E. And uh, what it does is it sucks water in down here at the base, um, it's got a little impeller here, yep. and it's got a motor in there, and it's got a whole bunch of really sophisticated electronics, and then there's this clip that clamps onto the side of the pot, and this clip actually comes off, and you can put on a bigger clip that will let it clip onto a beer cooler, which is nice, because it, it has the power, this one has the power to, to heat a lot of water. And so you put it in a pot with water, and um, it, 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 you set the temperature with an app on your smartphone, um, which so, is very cool. So it has to be, uh, uh, you got to connect it through Bluetooth or Wi-Fi or something? It do, This one is one of the things, I, I just hate Bluetooth. This thing does both Bluetooth and wi- Wi-Fi. Yeah. Um, and um, they've really done a good job on the app. Um, and uh, it walks you through. I mean, the first thing it asks you is what kind of meat you're cooking. Then it asks you, uh, is it frozen or is it raw? Uh, you can actually put frozen food in there. Um, it asks you how thick it is, because as we know, the thickness is what determines the cooking temperature right. or cooking time. Um, and, and then it tells you um, 
do you want it medium rare? Uh, do you want it medium? Do you want it or well done or rare, whatever? And, and it sets the temp for you. Uh, or you can even pick a, a picture. You can look at a picture of a bunch of steaks, and you can pick the color you want. So it's, it's a cleverly designed app, and it's working for me so far. I've had this for about two months, uh, maybe three, actually. I got a pre-release model, and um, uh, everything seems to be working pretty well with this unit. It's under 200 It's about 199 or I forget, but, you know, it's affordable now. They used to be three, 400 bucks. What it does is it heats the water. And so the meat, which is in a bag, heats up to the same temperature as the water. So if you set a steak in there and you set it for 130, which is perfect medium rare, yeah. it's never going to go higher than 130. It can't overcook. And that's one of its beauties. And you can leave it there for hours. I mean, like four, six, eight. You can put it in in the morning and come back at, at the end of work. It's cooked to 130 and it holds at 130. Now, there's an optimum time after which it starts to lose some more juice, all right. but that's all in the app. So it tells you the, you know, the optimum time, but you can do stuff like I've done those pain in the butt, three pound brisket flats, you yeah. know, cause you, my house is just two of us. I don't always want to cook a 14 pound brisket and they've got these little hunks of brisket at the store, which are made for pot roasting. I've done a two to four pound flat of brisket sous vide and then i take it out throw it in the smoker for an hour and it gets plenty of smoke when it's in the uh, in the smoker for an hour you even get a smoke ring um and it's wonderful um and it's uh, absolutely the best way to deal with small hunks of brisket um even a half slab of ribs uh it doesn't have quite the depth of flavor of a brisket that you smoked for 18 hours but it's it's pretty good and it's really tender and juicy so there there is a time at which continuing to leave it in will affect the end product of the meat yeah it, it, it there's a there's an optimum temperature and an optimum time and the app does that for you used to be you had to go to a table you had to look it up and you had to figure out and you know, there was a math test involved, you know, but it, it's pretty straightforward now. Um, these guys at uh, Chef Steps have done a lot of work with it. Um, so, some of the things that I've had real success with, my absolute favorite is flank steak. I love flank steak. I always have loved flank steak. Everybody knows it's got great beefy flavor, but it's a tough cut of meat and you have to cut it on a bias. I've done flank steak in this for five, six hours. And it comes out almost as tender as a ribeye. Still has that beefy flavor. Then I put it over on the grill. In fact, what I've done is I've put it on top of a chimney. People who hang around my website know I'm into this, uh, what I call the afterburner method. You just get a charcoal chimney and put a grill grate on top. And, you know, with two minutes on each side, you get a, a tremendous sear. And it's a delicious, delicious steak that way. Um, the problem with sous vide is when you take the meat out of the bag, it's just butt ugly. Yeah. It, it, it has no sear on it. So you don't get that Maillard flavor, and it's, it, it, you just don't want to eat it. It just is unappetizing. So you, you want to sear it, and what most people do is they throw it in a cast iron pan. But if you move it out to the grill or you expose it to smoke, in fact, you can actually smoke it before you put it in the bag. 
And that's a nice effect. It's a little different flavor than if you smoke it afterwards. There's a lot of things you can play with there. I know people who have been playing with my pastrami recipe who say it absolutely. After you're done smoking it, um, you, uh, uh, you can put it in the fridge and then you reheat it in the sous vide machine and it's just killer. Um, so it, it's very good at breaking down collagen. So I don't know if we can broad stroke it across a brisket, a slab of ribs, or a steak, but once you have it in its raw state and you're getting ready to put it in whatever bag you're going to be throwing it in, depending on what model you have, and I have one of those bread-looking machines. I think it's called like Simple Sous Vide or Sous Vide Genie or whatever the hell it was. They were really big. Uh, Supreme Sous Vide, maybe? Supreme Sous Vide, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I have Supreme the Sous-Vide. now for point of reference. I think that one retails for like uh, four to five hundred dollars. So for your sub two, for the one you hang off the side of any size bin container up to X, a lot less or a lot more price uh, inducive if people are looking to buy one. But you know, different different strokes and different availability that time than we had uh, at the current time. So yeah, that was bleeding edge when you bought it. And, yeah, and uh, mine. I have one of those too. So reads. Sous vide supreme or supreme sous vide, uh, yep. it's but it's red box. Yeah, so it worked, and, and it does take up a lot of space. There's no doubt about it. Um, so the question, I guess, is once you have the protein ready to put in the bag, prior to that prep work stuff, obviously you want to do any type of trimming that you're going to be doing. But what about seasoning? Do you cook it up to X temperature first because you are going to be achieving that rather lackluster aesthetic appearance once it gets to that? set temperature and then you go ahead and put your rub on before you take it either to the grill or the smoker or do you want to season before it goes into the water bath what's the deal on that you certainly want to salt it before it goes in we know that salt penetrates um that the other seasonings don't penetrate very far but salt can and we also know that salt penetrates faster at warmer temperatures so you definitely want to salt it before it goes in the bag but you don't have to salt it three, four hours ahead like you might do a steak that you're going to grill. Um, you can just salt it before you bag it because it's going to spend three, four hours in the bag. Right. And because it's going to be warm, that salt will go all the way deep in. Um, there's a lot of things you can play with. Now, I've got some videos on the website that people can go to where I show some, some techniques. And then I link over to these guys at Chef Steps who've gone way beyond what I've done. But a lot of what they're doing is sous vide to to, to pan. Um, I went out there uh, last month and spent a few days working with them and shooting videos. And we did three good videos. One is an introduction to sous vide. One is how to do small cuts um, sous vide, like a two-pound brisket or a four-pound brisket. And the other is turkey. And we did some oh. turkey breasts. Um, you can cook turkey breasts at 145. Now, let's talk about safety in a minute, but back to your question <laughs> about seasoning. You can season it with herbs and spices in the bag or before they go in the bag or after they come out of the bag. Um, and you can even um, they, poach in oil, um, say a piece of salmon. You can fill the bag with olive oil, and so it kind of poaches in the oil. Um, there's a lot of interesting things you can do to experiment with it. Um, nobody's done more than these guys at Chef Steps who invented this, uh, this jewel thing here. Um, but, um, uh, and their videos are really high quality and they're really smart. 
Um, but uh, the idea of marrying fire and water, going from the sous vide bag, and, and by the way, I mean, you're not boiling ribs. <laughs> you know, you know what we say on our side: if you boil ribs, the terrorists win. Yeah, you're, you're you're not boiling. You're keeping it down at, I mean, a steak at one thirty. You well, want look, to cook. Uh, the biggest difference, of course, is you have a barrier between. If you were boiling ribs, the meat would go into boiling water. This water a isn't boiling, and it's also in a covering that isn't allowing the meat to touch the water. Right, and water is a solvent. Water takes flavor out. If you put meat into water, it pulls flavor, it pulls myoglobin, it pulls protein, it pulls all kinds of flavor out, and the water turns murky, and that's flavor that you've lost. Now, there is some moisture loss in the system. People freak. There's, you know, liquid comes out, it's drip loss in the bag, but it's not a hell of a lot. And it can, it's somehow the meat stays really juicy. And remember, there are basically three sources of moisture uh, in meat. And people always think about juice uh, being water. You know, like when you cut into a steak, it's water that comes out. Um, it's pink water from the myoglobin protein, but uh, it's water. But there's also rendered fat, and there's also melted collagen, uh, which turns to gelatin. And they're important sources of moisture in meat. Um, uh, which is an argument that I make about why resting meat is not a big deal because you've got multiple sources of moisture. Um, but uh, in, in any case, you'll see some water in the bag, and, it, and you can actually save that water, put it in a pan or something, and make a sauce out of it um, because it's like, um, you know, if you ever make pan sauces, grill a pork chop in, or griddle a pork chop in a pan, you've got the fond, which is stuck to the pan. You pour in some wine or some water, and you can build a sauce that way. You can build a sauce with the juice that's in the bag. Um, but it, it's incredibly juicy when it comes out and incredibly tender because the long cooking time breaks down collagen. Now, I touched on safety, and that's also related to the long cooking time. What a lot of people don't realize is that when USDA says cook turkey to 160 or 165, that's because they have calculated that you get a 7D kill rate, which is a technical term for how many bacteria would be left alive, and it's very, very minor, practically sterilized. They call it pasteurized, which is not the same as sterilized but it's killed almost every bacteria in sight. Um, and uh, it takes only like seven seconds at 165 degrees. But you can pasteurize uh, turkey at 150. It just takes longer. Microbes start dying at around 130. So you never want to sous vide under 130. And you shouldn't ever be smoking under 130. Or and even cold smoking, there's a great deal of risk when you're under 130. And for most cooking, I recommend 200. But for sous vide, you want to do at least 130. And that will start killing bacteria, but it takes a long time to pasteurize a, a, a turkey breast, um, maybe eight hours or so. so but it, that's okay, because that's going to break down the connective tissue. There's not a lot of fat in a turkey breast. 
But if you cook it to only 145, you can pasteurize it, and it's really tender, really juicy. Wow. All right, so we got a couple questions to uh, follow up with there. Uh, When we get back, let me go ahead and do this read real quickly for my good friend Sterling Ball over at Big Papa Smokers. That's right. Big Papa's is the one-stop online shop for anyone interested in barbecue, featuring a comprehensive selection of American-made grills, spices, sauces, accessories, and even a kit that gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa's has made a name for itself in winning almost every major barbecue championship out there. Jack Daniels, American Royals, Memphis and Mays, Houston Livestock and Rodeos, all that stuff. They've won it or finished really high up in the overall and category rankings. BPS has also banded together with fellow California-based rub company Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what has now become known as the West Coast Offense. Defying conventional wisdom, these two California-based rub makers have cornered the market on competitive barbecue and begun to redefine the flavor profiles that cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. They've even created two unique competitions, the King of the Smoker, which brings the best of the best in barbecue, and the head-to-head back-to-basics competition, King of the Smoker, unique in the fact that contestants aren't allowed to use any electric devices, such as pellet cookers or pit minders. Contestants just allowed to use charcoal, wood, and their wits to win one of the most high-stake barbecue competitions around. Also, the other one is the Guinea Pig. That's a cost-controlled competition that helps bring in newcomers into the world of competitive barbecue. It also features prize distribution all the way down to 10th place in each category, helping provide incentive to get new competitors into the world of barbecue and keeping the vets, by the way. It's not just a I'm-new-to-barbecue-style competition. Keep in mind, Big Pop has been able to do all this with only five years of being in business, turning the competition barbecue world on its head, creating their own unique competitions, and becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain, that being BJ's Restaurant Brewhouse, also benefiting children's charities across the U.S. Keep in mind, you want to visit BigPapaSmokers.com for any info, any products, all that good stuff, or just to keep up with what's happening over at Big Papa Smokers. That's BigPapaSmokers.com, BigPapaSmokers.com. We're back with Meathead Goldwyn right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all of your pellet-driven cookers. No warranty voiding here, folks. You visit CookinPellets.com to buy. You can also purchase from Amazon.com. Download their free app at cookingpellets.com. Something goes crazy with shipping, as in a good way, it will alert you, and it's free. Cookingpellets.com again, or purchase Amazon.com as well. All right, we're talking fire and water, or water and fire, with Meathead Goldwyn from AmazingRibs.com. And we were just talking about the pasteurization of meat and taking turkey to 145 and then letting it stay there for a while and you know as as you had mentioned uh, quite diligently meathead don't get all freaked out i mean you, it's fine if you do it but it's it's got to be in an extended period of time is there somewhere where folks can go that say okay i have a seven pound turkey breast or i have a 12 pound turkey breast 
how long do I have to keep it in at 145 to get there? There's a number of apps. You can go to the app stores, uh, both Apple and Android, that have those tables. Um, if you use the, um, the Jewel, um, it's built into their app, which drives it. Um, uh, the uh, folks at Chef Steps have a bunch of recipes with the timing for these individual recipes. Oh, you ought to see what they do with um, uh, beef ribs. In fact, their beef rib video is really interesting. They do beef ribs at four different times, time, yeah, timing and de- temperature, and they, they get very different textures and uh, colors out of them. Really interesting. Um, uh, there's just a whole lot of flexibility to explore, and um, you know, it is kind of the same kind of convenience that we bought our crock pots for you know um you can take that turkey breast salt it bag it throw it in the pot go to work check the temperature on your smartphone while you're at work um come home pull it out throw it on a hot hibachi you know just any kind of heat really hot grill um, uh, paint it with a sauce if you want, or a marinade, uh, and uh, away you go in five, ten minutes. And now I mentioned a technique I did with the turkey that's really interesting that I taught them and that really works well. Um, grill grates. I, I, you know, I, I, are we going to have another commercial break before I'm done? Because I can run out on the deck and bring in a, a section of grill grates. For anybody who's never seen them, no, this is the last segment. <laughs> this is the last. I had to run out there and leave you in dead time. <laughs> um, go see grillgrate.com um, if you've never seen grill grates, but it's a very clever grill grate design that has a bottom, so it's not just a raised r- rails r- r- rows of wire. Right, it has a bottom with holes in it, and you just did a commercial for pellets. It's a really great use for pellets. You get a hot grill, even a gas grill, and you throw pellets on grill grates, they're below the meat. They don't touch the meat, so when you put the meat on top, but they're right below the meat, like a quarter inch below the meat, a half inch below the meat, and on a hot grill, they start smoldering and smoking really fast. So you can take something out of the bag, throw the pellets on the grill grates, get the grill up to high heat, and put the meat right on top, and you've got close, you know, when you smoke in a smoker, 90% of the smoke that's generated goes right past the meat. Sure. You know, I mean, it, it, there's a lot of airflow in a smoker, you know, particularly a, 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 a stick burner like a, a Lang or something. Um, that air is just roaring through there, and that smoke is going past the meat. A large percentage of it goes right past the meat. And a lot of it bounces off the meat. Um, the, the pellet, I mean, the particles bounce right off the meat. Um, so you just don't get adhesion to the meat. Um, but if you use the grill grates and you put these pellets in between the rails, the smoke will actually make contact with the meat. And uh, you can get a really good color. I've done it with fish. Because um, you're not going to cook fish long. I mean, if 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 you sous vide fish at 130, maybe even poach it in oil, 
it's going to be done fairly quickly. All you're doing is putting it on that grill for a couple of minutes to get some color on it. Uh, using grill grates and pellets is a great technique to bring a light smoke flavor to it in a hurry. Let's let's name it right now, and I'm going to name that process. Oh. <clears throat> we will give it an acronym because barbecue and grilling people love acronyms. It's called the CPS method. We call it close proximity smoking. I love it. Of course. I'm, I'm going to write that down. I'm CPS. Going to, I'm going to add it to my article. That's CPS. right. Close proximity smoking. How about that? Very good. One of you us, know, Meathead, one of us is fucking smart. Me. Yeah. Well, you're no, the, you're that, the guy. That's really good moniker, and I bet it catches. All right. Well, we'll see. You, you're you're going to know. You're the one with the you know 17,000-member pit club forum over there at AmazingRibs.com. So yeah, if it's going to catch true. on anywhere, that's the place it's going to be. Yeah. All right. So we I don't think we ever answered my initial question from back last segment. So are you going to be able to notice a difference if you uh, rub your meat after the uh, the bag situation versus if you didn't do any is there a difference on the palate if you would normally rub it and go and you skip the sous vide altogether and go right to the smoker versus rubbing it after the bath and then going to the smoker is there a a, a discernible difference yes um uh-huh. and in fact in the video where we're talking about small cuts of meat you can see we did a whole brisket the normal way in a lang and then we did little chunks of brisket uh, in the sous vide and then onto the lang. And you can even see a color difference. There's a ruddier, pinker, reddish color because it just hasn't been on the smoker long enough to accumulate all those layers of smoke, which turned the rub black. Um, uh, so there is a, a, a and you know, as you know, heat will alter the flavor of your spices. Yep. And a lot of rubs have sugar in them, and sugar caramelizes at different temperatures, uh, depending on the kind of sugar and how long it's there. So you do get a slightly different flavor profile than you would if you did it the old-fashioned way. Um, but it's a good profile, and it's interesting. And it's um, what, you, what you really get out of the system, is, the advantage of sous vide, let's see if I can sum them up. All right. You get really great texture in the meat. It's really tender. Um, it's really juicy. Um, you can really, this is really set it and forget it. Um, uh, flavor is going to depend on what you bring to the party. Your rubs, your spices, whether you do PCS uh, no, CPS, close proximity smoking, <laughs> or any kind of smoking. You can throw it in a smoker. Um, or the, the Maillard reaction. I mean, you can throw it on a hot grill or on a chimney and uh, or a cast iron pan and create brown surface. One of these videos, we did a chuck steak. Um, and where do you see that? I mean, it, the, 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 I think we spent... A minute on each side over a really hot charcoal grill, and we flip two or three times. So maybe a total of six minutes, two or three minutes per side with a couple of flips. And it's just sizzling and crackling, and it's gorgeous dark brown. And when you cut into it, it's bumper to bumper pink. 
And it's we cooked it at 140, which is medium. And you wouldn't know it. It's just really tender. Can you take the steak at 130 or 135 out of the bag and eat it and it would I mean it, we we agree that it would look bad. Is it going to taste okay? Yeah, I mean it's yeah. going to it's going to be pure beef flavor. It's not going to have the Maillard flavor that you get when you sear and you get crust. Uh, but it's a very lovely beefy flavor. Um, it's just, it, fe- it feels like it's missing something, you know, um, and you want that, you want the spices, you want the Maillard. Um, and that's, you know, I think, and it, we've talked a lot about reverse sear here and people who followed us on this show know I'm a huge fan of reverse sear from, I mean, I even do baked potatoes on the grill reverse sear. Um, it, it makes huge sense. And John Dawson, who's a regular listener coined the term, Redneck sous vide. Yes. Uh, reverse sear is redneck sous vide. It's the same basic idea. You gently, at a low temperature, we're talking usually 225 though, um, warm the meat so that the inside is consistent in color, and then you finish it with a hot sear and you get a more consistent interior. But you're still cooking at 225, so you can't overshoot. If yep. your target is 130, you can, you know, if you fall asleep or go to the toilet, you can end up with overcooked steak. You're not going to overcook the steak in a sous vide bag. All right, so those are the just some of the benefits of uh, water and fire. So do we need to have the bombastic and snobberific conversation that is this? Can you <laughs> well, say, I- Meathead... That if you are, and I'm not going to, I believe that, you know, uh, if you put a steak in the sous vide and you grill it, you know, it's grilling. If we're going to talk, can we say you're barbecuing if you start a brisket or ribs or pork butt? And I'm in the pit club and these guys are talking about doing a sous vide a pork butt, a 10 pound pork butt for hours at like 13, oh, 20 hours, hours, whatever, you know what? I mean, come on. 48 hours. And then it goes from there to the smoker to finish. Is that barbecue? I think, and I agree, I used to be as snobby as it comes, and grilling and barbecue were two different things, and I could tell you why, and we had this round and round. But I truly believe that maybe this is where we have to draw a discerning line. Well, all right, let's let's start with everyone who's listening to this show loves to barbecue. Sure. And probably loves grilling. Yes. But underneath that, we all love food. Right. And we don't always eat just barbecue. We dine out, we cook, we make stews, we make pizzas, we do all kinds of cooking. I love food. I love well-cooked food. I love to eat more than I love barbecue. Now, don't throw that back in my face. I just (laughs) happen to love barbecue as my favorite way of cooking, my favorite method of cooking. Right. This is just another method of cooking that produces lovely food. And as it happens, sous vide alone is only half a cook. It needs finishing. It cannot, I mean, I I would not, you'll see the picture of this chuck steak that we cooked. We threw a bunch of herbs in the bag. And when we took it out, that son of a gun was green. It looked like Linda Blair barfed it up. It was butt ugly. Then we threw it on the hot charcoal, 
and it was spectacular. Um, it needs the finishing. All right, so Meathead, you're 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 getting off course, and I'm asking a specific question. I'm if a there. pork I'm butt there. is in sous vide and then it's in the smoker, is it really barbecue? I I will maintain it is not. It has to start and finish in in whatever form you're cooking at to be a barbecue. So it would have to start in the barbecue, not in a sous vide water bath. All right, I'm going to answer your question with a question, and then I'll come back with an answer. All right. Are chicken thighs yes. that have been boned, uh, 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 skin uh, uh, flat back, yes. fat scraped off, yes. stuffed in muffin pans, <laughs> and stuck inside a smoker, is that barbecue? With butter, with a butter bath. With butter. Yeah. Okay. I say that's that's butter poaching. Right. I say that's... Uh, um, I don't know what it is. But you know what? It's in a barbecue. And we've had this argument going back to, I think, my very first appearance on your show 100 years ago. What is barbecue? And and I don't I, – I think I know what barbecue is. I think I've defined it on the website. I think my defini- definition is pretty broad to include a lot of things. Yes. So I think this could be barbecue. But I don't care. It's cooking. It's good food. I No. Incorrect. What the hell was that? Uh, oh, that's my Mac. So uh, I'm going to diverge here one second. Max Good told me, because he can get a little long in the tooth, I guess, with explanations, to let him know when he gets a little long, and this is what I came up with. <laughs> which is, I think, the Chicago Blackhawks uh, goal sound, which I you know, I tried to keep it local and live and late-breaking. Um, it sounds like the Queen Mary coming into my office. Yeah, here, here you go. So, um, I don't care i don't care yes, but you have to care meathead you have a barbecue and grilling website so you have to care well i'll tell you this it's not meathead's great foods.com then you wouldn't have to care if you take it out of a sous vide bag and yes. throw it over hot charcoal yes that's grilling that's the that's the mechanical appliance that you're using it's grilling yes. i'm throwing it over hot charcoal uh, i'm I'm giving it flavor from a hot charcoal grill. That's grilling. It's, it's half grilling. If, if I... Half grill. You don't want to pick a side, Meathead, but you have to. I'm demanding it. <laughs> you know you know, those ribs coming out of a sous vide bag is not true barbecue. You know it. It's not pure barbecue, but right. it's, it, 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 it's a form of... Uh, it's two methods of cooking. It's two methods of cooking. All right. Hey, uh, see, you're, you're right. I agree. You, you just agreed that it's not barbecue. You just did it. Thank you. You just said two different methods of cooking, and you know what? I agree with that. Yes, it is. Oh, right. it absolutely is. I'm not right. arguing that, and that's why it was your question as to whether it's barbecue. I don't care. It's cooking. It's food. But when we talk about reverse sear, it's roasting than grilling. It's two different methods. When you're cooking indirect, you're roasting. When you're cooking direct, you're grilling. Um, yeah, but both it's both live fire. If you're doing redneck sous vide, it's it's on a grill for both sides. You're just at different temperatures. What about a gas <laughs> assist um, Southern Pride? That's all the heat's coming uh, from gas, and the meat's being cooked from, from gas. Uh, yes, but flavor but is coming from logs because there's fire on wood. So yes, that is that is barbecue. There's wood burning there. There is. Um, my, de- my definition of barbecue <laughs> is that if smoke is involved, and I've gone down this in a very lengthy logical train on AmazingRibs.com, yes. if smoke is involved, yes. it's barbecue. All right. Well, then, fire, it's then I'm real. right. 
then I'm right. Well, then this is barbecue. All right. No, that's not. God damn it. See what you did? You agreed with me, and then you tried to make me look like a fool, and you thought you'd slide it right past me. That's all right. Uh, Meathead, this was absolutely stimulating. I think this might be one of our best segments that we've had to date because people love it if we start to argue and banter back and forth, which I think we did here at the end at least. Yeah. 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 Do we have 30 seconds more for me to squeeze in one last point? Maybe. Um, people ask about the uh, risk of using the plastic bags. Uh, are we endangering, uh, are we giving plasticizers to the food? And the answer, as near as we can tell, is no, that these, um, they, they, they recommend you use freezer-safe bags, that there are no plasticizers in them. Um, there may be some other compounds, but they're not volatile at that temperature. So as near as we can tell, that's not an issue. Uh, Meathead, always appreciate the time, my friend. Thanks so much. What fun. There he goes. All right. That is Meathead Goldwyn from AmazingRibs.com. And uh, let me do this here real quick, and then we'll come to wrap up the show here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hello, everybody. I've obviously, I've obviously run over time there. All right. Uh, gang, if you're like me, you're always thinking of ways to step up the barbecue and grilling game. Butcher's Barbecue, the place to do that, okay? The prime injection, the bird boosters, the pork injections, the brisket, come on, it's all really good. ButcherBBQ.com, the place to go for that. If you're looking for go-to rubs or sauces, you've hit the mother load here as well. Butcher's Barbecue, a full line of award-winning rubs. One of my personal favorites is the steak and brisket rub. Of course, the honey rub is a favorite of mine as well. And then you have the, all the new rubs, the pecan the Chipotle, the Private Masters Blend, and the uh, Cherry Rub. Last but not least, the Sweet Barbecue Sauce. Look, when it comes to Sweet Barbecue Sauce, I'm as picky as it gets. Well, barbecue sauce in general, I guess. I love mine the most, but after that, store-bought stuff is a little too risky for me. Not Dave's. No liquid smoke here. He took the time to make a quality sauce. I think you're going to love it. Buy a box of six. You tell me if I'm wrong. Great shipping rates, as always. You go to ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. And always trust your butcher. We are back to wrap the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back to the show. 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Your ways to get in touch with me should you see fit this evening. Thanks again to Meathead Goldwyn from AmazingRibs.com. And I have results fast and furious. Uh, not from the election, nay. From the uh, verbal tussle that Meathead and I went on over the last two. Well, I guess for like for the last five minutes of that segment, and a lot of people in the instant chat room agreeing with me that in order for it to be classified as barbecue or grilling. That the food has to start the same way as it finishes. And as I was talking with Meathead, 
It can't be barbecue because it's starting in the sous vide. So in order for my definition, of course, and this is why we have these great conversations with Meathead, because he's not afraid to flex his own opinion on this deal. But when it starts in the sous vide bag, then I don't think we can call it barbecue because that's not how it started. It started in the sous vide bag, which I think... Case in point is kind of a problem when you're trying to classify it. Now, of course, we can have the conversation of why are we even trying to classify it and do we need to classify? And now we're getting into a slippery slope of political stuff and hurting people's feelings. But forget about that. Barbecue is here to be debated from now until the end of time. And if this is the way that I feel about it, then that's just the way I feel about it. You can disagree. You can also be wrong. And if you want to be wrong, I mean, whatever. That's fine. I'm I'm more than happy with that. Give me one sec. Oh, shit. Happy to have you aboard. All right, hold on a second. Where did that even go? Oh, here we go. Now I got to track it back. Where is the last the, the segment? I don't know. It's gone. Oh, whatever. Uh, we are going to let's go to the set list, right? And first hour wrap-up. Here we go. This is what I wanted. All right. That was Meathead Goldwyn. Go ahead. Visit AmazingRibs.com. Consider joining the Pit Club as well, if you haven't already. We're going to be back with the second hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show Boing. we cook because we have to and we grill because we want to hit me fine how you long <laughs> you have a great show i'm a big fan Boing. so what 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 seems to be the problem here this man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate 54 wiener. Oh, listen, Lavernius, shut your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. Oh, hey, welcome aboard, everybody. You've done it successfully. You have found the Barbecue Central show. Uh, We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. And we broadcast here every Tuesday, two hours of time. It is a live show, so if you're hearing this not on Tuesday between the hours of 9 and 11 p.m. Eastern, You're getting it in some kind of podcast form, whether it be audio or video or both, or you've consumed it part of the way in one form and another way in the by the end of the show, whatever. 
If you've never catched, catched? Okay, so first time with new lips, everybody. If you've never consumed the show live in its intended format, which is 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thanks, Chad. Nine years later. Chad did cut that nine years later. Or uh, Chad cut that nine years ago. He won the 19th annual Jack Daniels World Championship. Uh, so if you've never consumed the show live as it's intended, it's really the funnest way, most fun, the funnest way that you can do it because it's a live show. Nothing is scripted. Uh, there aren't canned things that are happening. This is all live. So you're taking it in. And just experiencing it right along with me. There might be a tech issue. Somebody might drop the F-bomb. I mean, who knows what's going to happen. That's why it's live. So even though you're hearing it live like a week from now, if that's when you're going to take in this particular show, it's still after the fact. You didn't get it live. Recorded live, but not live. Kind of like Saturday Night Live. I'm getting convoluted and a headache at the same time. Still to come on the show tonight, Kenji Lopez-Alt from Serious Eats. And the food lab. So if you are, as I said before in the open, if you're any kind of foodie, Kenji is really one of the main men as it comes to food in general. Foodies just love Kenji. He's got unique takes on stuff, so we're going to get to learn a lot about him and all that good stuff. Hey, don't forget, I had mentioned it last week on the show that Sylvie Curry was heading down to the World Food Championships Pitmaster of Lady of Q taking part in that like diamond grill challenge or whatever Cowboy Lump was putting on that they didn't pay me to promote. But we wanted to wish, uh, wish Sylvie Curry good luck this coming weekend, and uh, she has finally made it to Orange Shores or Gulf Shores or wherever the hell it is in Alabama World Food Championship. So, Sylvie, get it up, girl. Here we go. Also, this starts the week-long World Food Championships, Tuesday to Tuesday, or maybe Wednesday. But as you would recall, last year, I literally had the winners of the World Food Championship, who were the Smokin' Hills. Uh, Lauren Hill came on the show uh, maybe an hour after everything was announced, and uh, they were back in their dressing or dressing room. They were back in their hotel room and made the call in, like, hours after they had just won. So that's where we're at right now. They're looking for a repeat, but World Food Championships now underway and goes the balance of the week. So, you know, if you want to take that in, if you want to follow it along, worldfoodchampionships.com. Obviously, Mike McLeod, a friend of this show, the creator of the World Food Championships, so wishing him good luck in a uh, yet another new venue in as many years, the third new venue in as many years. Also coming out late yesterday, the most coveted of competitions. Well, I don't want to speak on that high level, but one uh, a competition that uh, is widely considered to be the invitational to get the invite for. And now sponsored, by the way, name sponsored by a strong player in both a commodity and competition pork, Smithfield. The Smithfield King of the Smoker list and field has been released. This, of course, taking place the first weekend in December. So coming up here in a few short weeks, making the list and or field of 24 invites. 
Of course, Darren Worth, Iowa Smokey D's. Tuffy Stone and Cool Smoke. Tim Shear, Shake and Bake Barbecue. You have Getting Basted. You have Big Bob Gibson's Barbecue. You have Little Pig Town. You have Clark Crew Barbecue. Your current KCBS Team of the Year reigning. You have Lucky's Q. You have One Two BBQ. You have Three Eyes Barbecue. You have Joe Bob's Barbecue. Porky Butts Barbecue. Smoking Triggers. Jambo Pits. Four Legs Up Barbecue. Warren County Pork Choppers. The American Dream Barbecue Team. Moyers Barbecue. Redneck Scientific. Gray Street Barbecue, Myron Mixon. I don't know if he's going under Jack's Old South or if he's just going as Myron Mixon. Last week's guest here on the Barbecue Central Show, 913 Barbecue. Sauced Barbecue Team and Hickory Prime are all locked and loaded to take part in King of the Smoker this coming year. And again, uh, one of the most highly coveted spots and or invites to get and uh, if you have any doubt about that, if you have any doubt about it, all you have to do is go to people's Facebook pages who didn't get the invite and watch the flaming and vitriol fly. Case in point, checkered flag 500. That guy really thought he should have been invited. Except here's the problem. It's invitation, which means you could win every freaking contest all year long, plus the Jack, plus the American Royal, plus Sam's Club, and a teeny little barbecue competition in Ohio. And guess what? Doesn't guarantee you're going to get the invite. That's why it's called invitational. It's up to him. He picks whoever he wants, right? Just because you cook well doesn't mean you get to go. If you want to show how good you are and feel that you should be somewhere, win a competition and go to the American Royal Invitational while the rest of the winners are going. Otherwise, you have to know going in, if it's an invitational, you might be left out. You ever heard of the Jack Daniels World Championship? That's an invitational. How many of the best teams every year are cast off on the sidelines? If they don't win the seven automatic, they're relegated to the bung poles, which still sounds really weird to say out loud. Well, I'm going to have to rely on getting my bung pole to go to the Jack. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Just because you think you've had a really good year and you really deserve to go somewhere that's an invitational, that doesn't mean you're going to get it. And I don't think it has... Uh, also, uh, you know, happy to say, uh, Sterling sponsors the show, but a longtime sponsor of the show. Uh, also, I'm allowed to speak my mind because it's my show, Right? So, I personally don't believe that there is some kind of uh, backhand double-dealing and kissing of rings and all this other stuff. Look, I understand the checkered 500 flags and uh, Sterling have buried whatever hatchet that that pitmaster had with him. But, uh, look, it's, it's an invitational, so you cannot 
go into a season really wanting to go. A lot of teams really want to go to invitationals, and it just doesn't happen. Uh, Don't take to Facebook and start pouting and whining and crying. Always take the high road. As my dad always say, uh, always take the high, whenever possible, always take the high road. And calling people out uh, um, publicly on Facebook, and this is just on a general advice giving because nobody asked. Uh, This has to go for teams and producers of products and meats and gadgets and pits and all that stuff. If you have a problem, contact someone personally. Uh, Don't air the dirty laundry out in public. Uh, No matter how good of an idea you think that is, that so-and-so needs to be called out onto the carpet and be uh, lambasted publicly, whatever percentage of people that you think are going to be like, yeah, right on, there's a way bigger percentage of people that go, ooh, douchey. Get that big stuff out of here. I mean, it's the truth. Reach out to somebody. Reach out to somebody. Uh, barbecue food for you. Where's my invite? Uh, I got invited. Not to cook, but uh, once again, work. What can I tell you? Work. I think next year is my time to get out. To get out and see some competitions and to do some potential local recording, all that stuff. Belly Rub Barbecue, first time live listener. He's in. Belly Rub, what's up? Shout out. All right, folks, let me talk to you about the longest running sponsor of the show. The Barbecue Guru, located in Warminster, Pennsylvania. Dang, the Barbecue Guru has been the originator of this technology right from the beginning. Why are you going to buy from any other company? I don't know. If you're not familiar with how these little beauties work, I don't get into the minutia here, but imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature, and once it's set, keeps it temperature right there all the way through the cook. Sounds too good to be true? It's not. It's real life, and you can take advantage of this technology today because hey maybe you're a busy working professional like me or perhaps you're constantly on the run with kids doing errands and quite frankly you just don't have the time to throw on a pork butt or a couple slabs of ribs and then you're off to do whatever it is you need to get done the guru maintains that pit temperature you set it at there's currently a bunch of different models to choose from two of the most popular ones cyberq wi-fi of course if you have the need to be connected through your wireless devices, tablets, netbooks, laptops, and so forth. CyberQ Wi-Fi is the one you want. Also, you can control multiple pits, up to two. You can monitor a number of internal temperatures of meats, should that be what you're looking for. Or the other side of that is the Party Q. At right around 130 bucks. i got to tell you, this is the easiest point of entry when it comes to automatic pit temperature control devices. This is a self-contained package. It runs on AA batteries. If you're in the market for a cooker, look no further than the Onyx Oven. Yes, people still using the Onyx Oven. It's still performing very well. Do yourself a favor. Head on over to the Barbecue Guru and check out their products. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to call them. And don't guess. 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. So make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. 
800-288-GURU or visit the website, thebbqguru.com. you got to check out the Barbecue Guru's new commercials with Bob Trudnack and Mo Kaysan. Hilarious. All right, Kenji Lopez-Alt coming up out of the break. Stick around. Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Welcome back to 16220-0966. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. That's the way to get in touch with me. Should you want to jump in here on the show tonight, I'm more than happy to have you. This segment of the show being brought to you by Unknown Smoker Accessories. Purveyors of handmade in the USA stainless steel, barbecue lid hinges, barbecue accessory hangers, rocket hot chimney grillers, and heavy-duty aluminum foil dispensers. The fine products from Unknown Smoker Accessories keep your gear where it needs to be. At arm's length and ready for battle. Visit unknownbbq.com slash shop today. Use promo code REMPY for 15% off your entire order. Yeah. R-E-M-P-E at checkout. 15% off your order. I got to tell you, right now I'm looking at Kenji Lopez's alt uh, Skype situation. That doesn't look good. That does not look good. I'm just... I'm throwing caution to the wind here, but it does not look good for me. Let's go. I'm going to dial it up. We'll see. No. Yeah, that was a no. Hello? Kenji. Kenji. Hello? Kenji, is that you? Now, I did see his uh, status a little bit ago, which was still offline in regards to the Skype, because we're supposed to be hooking up through Skype. And I saw somebody write something on Facebook today that was like, does anybody use Skype? Is anybody not using Skype? I mean, when it works, it sounds good. Uh, When it does not work, it does not sound good. Sounds like anything else that doesn't work. Crappy. Let me check my, uh, yeah, all right. No text messages either. We're just going to gut through. Luckily, I have... Videos in the chamber should we need to. See, this is the only thing I don't like when, when, uh, cause I, I double checked last night and this morning, make sure timing was right cause he's on East Coast or West Coast. This cuts into how I want to structure the interview. We're either going to cut away at the end on debate subjects that nobody loves to debate more than me. That's why I'm asking for all of the West Coasters, if you are undecided presidentially on the candidate side, write me in. I'm here for you. I am available. I'm 42 years old, so I meet the age requirement. I am born in this country, although some people say I look generically Middle Eastern. But I am Italian and German. 
And, uh, you know, what can I tell you? I'm very well versed on things that are happening here in this country. I will appoint the guy that bong rips Carolina Reapers as my Ministry of Defense. I mean, if that guy can do that, come on. He can easily handle whatever worldly issues that are going on as it relates to defense. He bong rips Carolina Reaper peppers. You think Russia scares that guy? Hell no. Hell no. And there was some other guy that I saw was like, he he was, va- is there a difference between vaping and, yeah. Yeah, there's a difference between vaping and bonging, right? Yeah, this guy vaped it and then he snorted Carolina Reaper dust. Oh, what the hell is wrong with people? So I'm getting off track on my stumping to become the next president. So if you really don't like any of the other candidates that are available, and I don't know how it works for you, but my voting booth today was electronics and there was a little write-in thing, so I would have pushed it and then I I guess I would have had to have typed in a name. Uh, feel free to type in my name. Let's see if I can't get one or two votes at the very end. If you're waiting, East Coasters, it's like, what is it, 6 o'clock there right now? 7 o'clock there? Uh, polls probably close at 7, right? I could get one or two votes. As I said in the beginning of the show, I might not get into the Barbecue Hall of Fame, but maybe, just maybe, I can get a couple votes for president. That would really make up for me not getting into the Barbecue Hall of Fame. And that's a whole other discussion that I can't wait to have with somebody else when they get them on the show. Uh, If you missed it, in the top of the second hour, I went over the 24 teams that will be going to King of the Smoker. So that's very exciting. Man, I, you know what I should do? I should just call Sterling Ball and and see how he came up with this. Should I? Let's see here. Sterling's always good for a segment. He doesn't care. Let's see what happens. I'm just going off the cuff. I'm even going to be unprofessional and just call. Let's see what happens. You never know. Sterling always always down for a conversation. Unless he's busy. Sterling. Hello. Hey. Grampy. How are you, Rempy? Hey! Hey, Sterling, we're live on the show tonight. Oh, thanks for the warning. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm just dialing numbers, dialing and smiling, and, you know, I'm doing my robocalls, making sure everybody's getting out to vote, so I just wanted to make sure you got out and voted today. Yes, I did vote. Everything's good. All right, good. Had a good day. Um, you know, as you know, we released the King of the Smoker name, so that's pretty fun. Uh, Sterling, in regards to that, uh, and this is impromptu, so just jump off whenever you need to and actually do real work. When you release the King of the Smoker list, and obviously, you know, we've been doing this now for a, a good base of years, so we know some people are going to be left off and some people are going to be put on. Uh, is it? Do you find it at all disheartening when you get 
the vitriol, whether it's personal or you know put out there on Facebook, that I should have been invited? Why didn't I get invited? Stuff. Well, I think the hardest thing is you know first of all we're not very objective in barbecue, and some people there's a lot of people try to do a a list, but you know um, I don't know. I, I think the one thing to explain to people it's not the top 24 teams in KCBS. It's usually the top 10 for sure. Okay. And then after that, you know, I got to make room. I like to have a batting average team. I reserve a spot for the defending champ because I think that's really important. Um, I like to have legends. I like to have people who may have, you know, over the last four or five years been dominant. I like to favor people who have won majors. I like to favor people who've won team of the year. It's more than what you've done this year. Do you think it would be easier for people to pallet if somewhere on the King of the Smokers website it said, here's kind of our working list of criteria on teams we would invite, so that might deflect some of that. Or or maybe a little bit, it's just kind of fun to hear what people say, you know, I got snubbed, you got snubbed. Well, we had somebody who got snubbed and we worked through it and they're fine. Really, I don't think there was much controversy this year at all. The first year was terrible. I mean, it's like, who do you, who do you leave off once you explain what it is? And, you know, right now there's um, a possibility of a cancellation and there's two teams tied right now uh, that I told them uh, that probably you're going to have to see how you do this week and let that determine it. But I, I don't think, you know, I don't, I don't think it's possible. First of all, I don't want to have a contest with just the top 24 in KCBS. Okay. I really like having a contest with Myron Mixon there and Puffy Stone and, and Johnny Trigg and Chris Lilly. And Chris Lilly won the first one. Yeah. I like rewarding somebody like Little Pig Town who won it before. I like having a batting average team like Jeremy Moyers. I mean, Travis Clark's first appearance in the King of the Smoker was because he'd won so many and so few tries when he was coming up. Uh, Chad Hayden and Moonswingers. He was the guy who always cooked like seven times and won five contests, never got invited to anything. So those are some of the things that we like to have and we like to do. It, it is important uh, from somebody as an outsider looking in, and we all know I'm not a competitor, right? But the key word is invitational. So I think it's unfair for any team, regardless of how well they think they are doing or where they are in the ranking, to expect that if I've achieved X, then I should be invited to an invitational because that's kind of a, a counterproductive thought. And I'm not singling anybody out, but I'm just saying as a whole, okay. uh, you shouldn't but, have that Oh, hold on. On Facebook, let's look at this right. We have 11,873 people who have looked at it in 24 hours. We have 43 shares and 39 comments. Two negative comments. There's 121 likes. There's no way, even if you had the top 24, that somebody wouldn't feel snubbed. I mean, and I'm not out to snub anybody. Right. I'm out to, I'm out to create a unique event. And you know what? You have to have some leeway as the promoter. If you don't have some leeway, and let me tell you another thing. What I would tell people social media accounts, if you're somebody who rips your score sheets up and swears at the promoter and is a bad loser, I mean, that 
I mean, there's chemistry, there's sportsmanship. There's a lot of things that go in there, go into this. So, I mean, it isn't just how you cook. All right, so let's back out just for a second. And for the folks that might be new tonight to the show or just kind of finding barbecue, uh, tell us a little bit about King of the Smoker, where the the idea came from, and what brings this now vaunted competition and sets itself apart from some of the other ones that are out there. Well, first of all, you've got a very unique and eclectic uh, mix of great cookers. You've got 24 really solid human beings, okay? You have a level playing field, okay? And the, the meat is, is given to you at Smithfield Pork and Ribs. It's, they get two Foster Farms chickens. They get a Snake River Farms brisket, one. They get, they get less meat than they normally do. There's no garnish in the box. And if any of you have competed without garnish, and if you only get two pork butts, there's no laying four money muscles in there, okay? I mean, you have to fill the box with food. There's no electricity allowed. You can't even bring your own tables. There are 10 by 10 easy ups with one light in them, okay? If you want to raise the table, you can't. You can't use a, 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 a propane grill. You, have, you can't use a guru, okay? You can use a thermopin for, um, for, for food safety. Then the next thing is we pay 10 deep. Because I think that barbecue is crazy the way it only pays two deep in most contests overall and five deep. So we extend the payout. Look, there's something must be right because it's, it sells out and nobody ever turns down the invitation unless they're really sick. And it's, I mean, if the concept was bad, nobody would care who I invited. And by the way, this prize money is now $77,500. Wow. Big purse. 24 teams. Now, the other thing about 24 teams is that there's six samples on the table and six judges. Okay. With the with KCBS cranking out judges at a record pace and getting four <laughs> sample tables now is, and five sample tables is the norm, everybody's on the same table at least once. So, I mean, it's. And sure, you could have one team that was more generous than Riz, but you can't get it fairer than that. Also, I don't pick the judges. Kelly and Kathleen McIntosh do the reps. I don't go in the tent after the, I give a morning speech. I never, I have no idea who won until I open the envelopes on stage. So, and the other thing to really keep in mind is that we've, we've, we raise a minimum of $175,000 for sick kids. So, I mean, and we've presented $2.5 million worth of uh, money for Boston Children's Hospital where we've endowed the chair in UCLA. So, I mean, it benefits kids. It it gives the barbecuers a unique challenge. I mean, you get two whole chickens and you got to fill a box. You have to turn in burn ends. You get one brisket, and you, you've got to turn in burnt ends, so they better be good. So I don't know. I think there's a lot of neat stuff. And, you know, I'd really rather focus on the people who are really happy to be there, the people that are happy to go to it. Um, you know, I can't help it if everybody in the top 25 didn't get invited because I have other people I want to invite. I think one of the other things that's unique to – king of the smokers and uh and hopefully it's something that's starting to catch on i think there was a 
definitive period of time and competition barbecue when everybody started hiding away from everybody else. And I guess certainly competition barbecue isn't a spectator sport per se, but there is an element that the general public is going to want to see, and you are kind of bringing that back out with having a lot of these teams do like little mini classes for the general public. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing. I tell the, the teams, I will protect you like mad before turning are <laughs> over. And I, you know, I, I threw out uh, Leanne from Yeti, and that, I said, I'm sorry, it doesn't matter who it is. If my wife came in, she can't come in now. Do you guys get this? But uh, but once turnings are over, and turnings are an hour early this year because of the fans, then there's nine classes. And Tuffy's doing one with Joshua Shook at the PhD at Smithfield breaking down hogs. Okay. Um, last year, Darren gave a brisket class where he was brisket team of the year. I think he still is this year, too. And he gave up everything. And it's the greatest pictures I have because it's all the other 23 cooks. Okay. So I think people go to barbecue contests to taste good barbecue and to learn something. We have Snake River Farms in Smithfield donating the vending. Um, we have some really Luke Gray that used to, uh, from Sexy Q and Old Hickory, used to be Mike Mills is running our vending. Steph's helping. A lot of people are helping. The money goes to Casey Lee Ball and OBR. We always write, you know, a $20-something-thousand-dollar check to OBR from the vending. So they're going to learn something from the greatest pitmasters of all time and then the hottest new pitmasters. So, like I said, there's nine classes and there's good vending. Sterling, when you look up and down the list of 24, obviously you've had, as you said, people that have already won this competition, uh, other guys that are having really great years. You have good guys that are having really good batting average years. Uh, Jeremy Moyer, for instance. Uh, who do you see as like the uh, the perennial favorites? And then do you see any... I know you don't want to ever call it, uh, oh. somebody a dark horse in this kind of a oh. list. Oh, you know what? Um Look at the champion. So for the first year, Chris Lilly won. And that was really good because it validated my idea that legends can cook competitively. I mean, Chris doesn't cook KCBS a lot. It was awesome. I think the second year, Tippy won. Um, Ryan and, and uh, Darren tied and accepted to, to take the tie. I mean, um, Little Pigtown won. See, I'm leaving out a champion. Sorry, you caught me off guard. But, I mean, the list of champions are pretty good teams. They're really good teams. And I'll tell you what, when the when the score sheets come out, nobody's looking at the first page or at the top of the first page. They're looking at the bottom of the yeah, page. Always. Um, so I mean, Nobody wants to come in last. Tuffy is, is well known for stepping up and cooking huge in these kind of events. Darren is consistently... A really good uh, bet if you're going to be looking at betting on winners. Uh, would you say these two are probably like odds-on favorites and then everybody else is uh, 1C, 1D, and all the way down? No, no, not even close, I think. Wow. You know, there's a lot of good young teams. Gray Street's a tough team. I mean, every team there is a tough team. I mean, David Qualls had a great second half. Look at Travis Clark. Look, uh, let me say this about Travis just because he's probably listening. I think he's a lock for third. <laughs> a lock for third? Oh no! Well, he's at he's at third. He's at thirteen third. At at worst third. What about nine one three barbecue? I mean, they've had a really good year. They've won a lot. Yeah, and they they. Uh, I wait until after the royal to to pick because just that nine one three are really good people too. 
I mean, I don't see how you can complain about them either. I mean, look, not many people are complaining about who get picked. And like I said, it's really such a small minority. They're talking about that they didn't get picked. But let me tell you what. I'm going to have Jamie Gear as long as he wants to come out. He's won pit masters. He's won Houston livestock. Yeah. Represents Texas, and he created the pit that's won more championships just about than any. Right, legend. Um, how could I have a term, a, a, a contest with legends without Johnny Trick? You know, I got Porky Butts. I mean, Joe Bob's was RGC last year. I mean, a one-two barbecue, tenth place. The guy almost died last year. Yeah, he's come back and and. Just had a great day. Kelly works. He's in the mid-teens, and he's a former royal champion. And that's probably, you know, when you look at great ambassadors at barbecue contests, Kelly works is right is an absolute class act. And and really one of the most consistent guys over like the last decade. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, look at here's the thing. Like I said, everybody could do a different list. My vision was an eclectic group. And it's really, the camaraderie is so important at the deal. And I think that's one of the reasons why people come back saying so many nice things is that we entertain them very well, but they all get along really well. Uh, Sterling, can and, I... you know, you can get sides for your easy up, by the way, but, I, but I'll call you a pussy if you do. Can I... Uh, you get two sides. Can, can I hold you over for one second? I just want to ask you one more question. Sure. Then I'll let yeah. you go. I, I apologize. So let me... Uh... As they say in the radio industry, let me pay this bill real quick, and then we'll come back with Sterling Ball. Uh, un, un, uh, unannounced Sterling Ball visit, by the way. I'll have to call him off air tomorrow and sell my soul back to him for doing this. Uh, folks, let me talk to you quickly about Pit Barrel Cooker. Again, pulling the trigger on a new cooker can be nerve-wracking sometimes. Temperature control, fire management, what woods to buy, who needs the hassle. Might I strongly suggest a Pit Barrel Cooker? The Pit Barrel makes cooking simple and fun, and it just might be the most unique, versatile, and easy-to-use cooker available on the market today. Imagine a cooker that can turn out the traditional barbecue meats, but still be able to ramp up in temperature to do the burgers, chicken wings, and dogs. Versatility, all thanks to the revolutionary design that goes beyond traditional convection. Their hook-and-hang method places the food in the center of the heat, so it's acting like a stationary rotisserie, if you will. The result, great tasting, perfectly cooked meat each and every time. That's what we call consistency, and that's why people love it. Of course, all barbecue folks love accessories. The pit barrel doesn't disappoint here either. From rubs to the unique removable ash pan, the pit grips, the turkey hangers, hinged grill grates, there's a full line of accessories that will really complete your pit barrel cooking experience. And the best part, for $299, the pit barrel comes fully assembled, ready to cook on, ships for free right to your door. Not only does the cooker ship free, but with so few returns, everything they sell ships for free in the lower 48 continental states each and every day. No promo code necessary. Don't take my word for it. The folks at AmazingRibs.com continue to sing its praises. For instance, they offer this quote. We're running out of good things to say about this simple, affordable smoker. Nothing else like it on the market. Head on over to PitBarrelCooker.com and see what everybody's talking about. Be sure to check out their full collection of short how-to videos shot in high definition. Then pick up one or two for yourself. You'll thank me later. If you have any questions, you can contact them through their website or call 502-228-1222. And yes, they'll actually talk to you. Find out what great customer service is all about, PitBarrelCooker.com. All right, back with one more question from my favorite Sterling, Sterling Ball, right after this. Stick around. 
Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Sterling Ball joining me here on the show. Sterling, thanks for hanging with me through the break there. Uh, and by the way, thanks for just picking up the phone. I mean, you had no reason to do that, but I'm glad you've uh, availed yourself to the show, which I appreciate. Yeah, I like barbecue. Hey, of course you do. So here's the question, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm efforting to get Smithfield in on this show at some point, but as someone who has obviously uh, started to work pretty closely with them, and I don't want to say they came out of left field this year as far as what they've been doing in conjunction with barbecue, but they really seem to have kind of come out of nowhere and, and been a really positive influence on competitive barbecue. Yeah, well, um, absolutely. The 45000 American workers and the 2,200 American farms they own and the 2,200 American farms that they contract for, they produce the best pork, I think, in my opinion. And they happen to have a product that really is good for competition barbecue. And they happen to understand what they need to do and how they can help barbecue and invest in barbecue. So in a very short period of time, they're beginning big sponsors, the king of King of the Smoker sponsors, they're the presenting sponsor at the Royal, the Jack, um, Mohegan Sun, there's a bunch of things. And they're going to make an announcement in about another week or two that I just it's having the hardest time keeping secret. But it's it's I think it'll blow everybody's mind because it's really showing what they're going to do in barbecue and how a big impact barbecue has. So I, I love Smithfield. It's the best sponsor I've ever had. Um, they're just great people, and like I said, it's a, it, it, you know, look, I would caution barbecuers about some of the things they say on social media, because every major company has at least four or five agencies looking at our segment, and they see some of the angry things or some of the fights and some of the bells. It's really, we're not helping ourselves. I'll give you a great example. I took the founder of Outback Steakhouse three years ago to a contest. He said, well, I want to see it because I think Outback should do this. And um, and his name's Chris Sullivan. You can Google it. He's a really good friend of mine. He, but he started Outback, one of the most successful restaurateurs in history. Sure. He said, well, is Ford in? I said, no. Is Chevy? No. He said, well, Gillette? I said, no. Nobody's in. So we go to the contest. He meets me at 530 in the morning. We walk the aisle. I think he's going to walk the second aisle. He goes, Sterling, let's go to breakfast. So okay. He goes, you got nothing to sell here. <laughs> There's no product. And so I would just say when you get somebody who's got the kind of power and might um, that's willing to invest in our sport, we really need to take very good care of them. Because last weekend, three out of the six contests were canceled. I know everybody says that barbecue is rosy, but, you know, I believe that we – we need, you know, Smithfield got Ford to donate two F-150s they gave away at the American Royal. I mean, we need to get more things happening, and it's going to happen through sophisticated and 
fabulous companies like Smithfield. Like team of the year should be with Al Roker on the Today Show. I mean, there's a lot of things that I think need to happen that that can happen with forward-thinking partners. Sterling Ball is the pit master of Big Papa Smokers. You can find him at BigPapaSmokers.com. Uh, Sterling, I assume uh, that the West Coast offense, and specifically the Big Papa Smoker rubs, uh, still doing its thing? Oh, yeah, well, look at the top five. Look at the top ten. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, they're going to have a great time this weekend out in Indio, California. Darren's coming out, and Jeff Staney is, is coming out, and we're going to have a lot of fun uh, cooking there. And the, the last contest of the year in Vegas, I know that um, there's a lot of good teams coming. I know Blaine's coming out, Porky Butts and Travis. And so it's nice to get the West Coast to get some good teams to come out. And part of the reason why Vegas is, is going to be crowded is because they came out for the King of the Smoker first. Sterling, again, uh, I appreciate you picking up the call here unannounced and talking a little bit about King of the Smoker and uh, continued success. It we'll must talk- be a slow – did Kenji Alt freeze up on you or something? What happened? Uh, yeah, f- freeze up. Well, that's what we'll go with. Freeze up, no show, hey, uh, whatever. I mean, who's counting? I'm kidding. Are you coming to the King of the Smokers? I'm going to have to talk to you offline about that. <laughs> I'm not paying you, Okay. I, I would never ask you for one thin dime. Of course you know that, but I, I can't talk about it. I know, because well, the dime doesn't even make a call anymore. That's right. Neither, nor a quarter. I know. I got a quarter the other day. I forgot what it was. I think change is the stu- hard change is the stupidest thing ever. Yeah, well, listen, um, I hope I answered your questions. Of course you did, and uh, I'll call you tomorrow. Thanks. All right, Thanks there he is. <laughs> Sterling Ball, ladies and gentlemen. At least I warned him I'm going to call him tomorrow morning, right? Oh, boy. I can't wait to see the email that's going to be coming in in about 10 minutes. You just called me unannounced. Oh, my God. What? I'm kidding. Class. Hey, you want to know what makes a good guest? Uh, I decide... Through the Russian roulette uh, Skype contact list, that because I saw a post that's doing really well, and you're related to that, and I have your number, and I just dial you up. Uh, barbecue food for you. Rempy's got to cook. Uh, you have to be invited to cook there. I am not invited to cook there, nor would I ever be invited to cook there. Ever. Nor would I. I was pooping myself at a crappy, uh, well, hold on. Let me back that up. That is completely unfair of me. Uh I was pooping myself on a one, uh, one event, one category contest in Hartville. Pooping myself. There's no way I could go up against the likes. There's no way I could be team 24 with all those other 23 teams being there. I can tell you who's going to be at the bottom of that list. Me. I already know that. There's no reason for me to go compete to find that out. I know that. That's a given. All right, so two weeks ago, I was going to be, not I was going to be, but uh, Denver Cavins from Art Flame came up from just over the border in Kentucky. And we messed around with his cooker, the Art Flame. And 
by profession and or trade, he's also a very well-accomplished videographer. And I was able to put together a eh, seven-minute video or whatever it was. But I'm going to show you about four and a half minutes here. And if you've never seen The Art Flame, because we've talked about it a couple times when Max Good has been on from AmazingRibs.com, and his biggest, biggest complaint to date is not being able to get it up to temperature. And as you will see from this video, I did not seem to have the same problem. So, without further ado, I give you the Art Flame video. Well, that looks great. But hold on. What? Hello? It's not there. Totally not there. All right. Let me go refind it. Graphics, art flame, demo. That's not it. Here it is. Ugh. Hey, gang. Greg Rempe here. Barbecue Central Show. It's finally made its appearance here in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city. The Art Flame is here. We're going to be cooking on it all day today. A lot of things going out to Snake River Farms. We're going to be cooking a variety. Hey, gang. Greg Rempe here. Barbecue. Sorry. Hey gang, Greg Rempe here. Barbecue Central Show. It's finally made its appearance here in the Rock and Roll. Holy Christ. What did I do? Hold on, hold on. Hold on. All right, here we go. Hey gang, Greg Rempe here. Barbecue Central Show. It's finally made its appearance here in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city. The Art Flame is here. We're going to be cooking on it all day today. A lot of things going out to Snake River Farms. We're going to be cooking a variety of tenderloins and strip steaks and that big-ass tomahawk steak that's going to look ever so succulent right here on the grill. We're going to fire it up here in just a few short minutes. But, I mean, look at this thing. Forget about ringing the old-school dinner bell. How about this? Yeah. It's only like 250, 300 pounds. I mean, I moved it with my pinky. No problem. It's here camped out on the uh, cooker house of all cookers or better known as my backyard uh here's what's on the menu aside from the steak we're going to do chicken wings we're going to do lettuce grilled lettuce you ever done that before we'll show you how to do that uh, we're also going to do bacon and eggs we're really going to try and show the versatility of this cooker as best we can for the time that we have it so if you've never seen this thing it's the art flame you go to artflame.com you check it out and most importantly you're going to see it in action here over the next handful of minutes Stand by. It's going to be awesome. Yeah!
Zach Bogus. Nice. Look at that. Awesome. Perfect. You don't think you can see her? That's grilling oil, by the way. Butcher's Barbecue Grilling Oil. I was just doing that. That's what I did. cheese on. So you can see the grease just drips into the fire. It's not rolling back onto the patio. We're cooking eggs right here with chicken wings and grilled cheese. shot oh look at that mm, succulent uh some smoke in the eyes but uh, when i'm outside just ask my wife i have a terrible habit of just squinting he says it gives me the wrinkles here that's all right but you know when you're cooking with a live fire too yeah you get smoke in the eye. Chops Power Injector, the National Barbecue Association 2015-2016 Tool of the Year. Back-to-back. Each of their patent-pending Chops Power Injector system features not one, not two, but four needles evenly spaced to the perfect distance for even injecting. It also comes with a three-plug screw so you can use fewer needles or changing your spacing to get around those bones. That's versatility. Number one seller is the half-gallon Chops Power Injector System designed for the backyard person like me or the competition person like you. Easy to use. Clean it, fill it, pump it, and go. If you have just one brisket or pork shoulder to do, you don't need to fill it all the way up. Just put in what you need. It uses it all. 
Comes with 14-gauge needles, two replacement plastic needle adapters, three plug screws, and a needle protector. 120 bucks plus shipping anywhere. The one-gallon chops power injector system designed for catering and bigger jobs. It holds double the amount of the half-gallon size. Some use it in competitions like when you're cooking MBN whole hog or 10 shoulders to get that perfect one. It comes with 14-gauge needles, two replacement plastic needle adapters, three plug screws, and a needle protector, 120 bucks plus shipping anywhere. A number of the top pit masters in the world are using the CHOPS power injector system right now every day. Here's the thing. We live in a foodie world that now requires flavor in every bite. This is how you do it and how you do it fast. It's not just for meat. How about an alcohol-infused watermelon? Tasty. Every injector is hand-assembled right there in Kansas City, Missouri, USA. Extra accessories. You want them, they have them. Want to shoot medium ground spices? They have you covered for that. They have two, three, and four inch 12 gauge needles. Also, they have a two inch closed tip needle, perfect for shooting fatty meats to keep from plugging up the needles with fat. They sell replacement stock needle adapters and plug screws. They have a great upgrade you can buy to make your chops injector bulletproof metal needle adapters. How about that? The chops power injector system, give your barbecue some power. Visit their website, barbecuekansascity.com. That's barbecue Kansas City, B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E, Q-U-E, barbecuekansascity.com. Dan Uladol from Chops on the show shortly. We're going to be talking about the new Chops restaurant that's probably using the injector. We're back to wrap up the show right after this. Stick around. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Barbecue food for you is right. Just because you can post stuff on Facebook Live doesn't mean you should post stuff on Facebook Live. But why does anybody do anything? Because they can. That's why. Why does anybody do anything? They can. Thanks again to Sterling Ball for coming up out of the woodwork and filling in for Kenji Lopez-Alt. i got to be honest, that was pretty disappointing if I can say so myself. I love talking with Sterling Ball, but usually I like to have a little more prep time with him instead of just kind of throwing him to the proverbial wolves. But as the champion that he is, he gutted right through it. Sounded like we had that whole thing rehearsed. But I was ready to do a little Kenji Lopez-Alt history and background and then getting into the food lab portion of it. Can anybody even hear me doing it like this? I don't know. I'm trying to go 45 degrees off tilt to prevent my uh, plosives. My plosives. Anyway. Also, uh, the art flame, and I did see that in the chat room. It is not $5,000. That is an urban legend that I just dispelled on Wikipedia a few minutes ago. It is not 
$5,000. It is close to $2,000. So, you know, that's a decision you got to make. If there's $2,000 that you feel you could use better, it's your money, man, right? I'm just testing it out. I'm showing you how it works. It worked really good. I like it. You know, I like it. What can I tell you? I like to have a big cast iron pan with a fire in the middle of it, and I can cook three pounds of bacon on that thing at one time. In my house, with those girls who eat a lot of bacon, that helps. But it might not be for you, just like anything else, right? A lot of my show sponsor stuff might not be for you, but it might be for somebody else. So if that's something that you're looking at, let me contact me. I can tell you how to make that fire in the middle so you're not struggling with the fire part of it. The cooking thing, I mean, that's you. know that's you. What can I tell you? So thanks again to the uh, Denver Cabins over at Art Flame. And Snake River Farms for the meat. It was awesome. <laughs> Who's winning the presidential race? Does anybody have an electoral college update that I can pass along? For the people that are listening in podcast tomorrow or next week who maybe have no idea what's happening right now, Shit, I'm running late. Hey, all the way back in the first hour, we had Meathead for two segments talking water and smoke and fire. In the second hour, Kenji Lopez all. Nope. Sterling Ball, Big Papa Smokers. Yep. Man's game. You can get this show on podcast starting at 11.55 p.m. Eastern tonight. We have a big show already jammed up for next week, so that's going to be great. September 11th, 2001, I will never forget. And until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American Greg Rempe. Good night now.